0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this
1: is Dirk Nowitzki and you listen to the MAPS Step Back podcast.
2: Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luka carrying a torch, boy and jumped up off the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving, as the palace, young team, and it's full of talent, Want revenge, we accept the challenge, Luka carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really, Really ain't that hard to see, hold on wait, silence the critics cause they never did it Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city, Map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney, go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy, No triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50, step back smoother, you know it's so filthy, if I get down on my team gonna lift me Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. Know we gotta get back, know we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. Know we gotta get back, like no we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step
3: back for a minute. All right, guys. So welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, This is our first live show uh, done on the Fireside app. Uh, For those of you who don't know Fireside, you know, it's it's a similar live audio app to, say, like uh, Spotify Greenroom and uh, Clubhouse, stuff like that. It was co-founded by Mark Cuban. Uh, And, I mean, it seems... It seems like we have a lot more versatility with this thing uh, than we did over at Green Room. But, you know, this is our first time using it, and uh, we're happy to be doing so. And for our first guests on Fireside, we have my guy Ruben here. And most of you, most MFFLs, know him as Reddit Mavericks on Twitter. So, Ruben, how you doing today, man?
1: Uh, good. You know, woke up early, took care of the baby because I have a baby now, and uh, got a little napping before I walked before I uh, logged in. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good today.
3: Yeah, I'm sure uh, being a new new parent is is I'm sure it's rewarding, but <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you're having oh, yeah. your uh, your challenges that most new parents have too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Luckily, he's been pretty chill so far. Uh, he's actually sleeping through the night, which is nice. Uh, even though like the night it's like six hours but still it's like it's sleep for me so and my wife yeah so, so it's not too-
3: these days i don't even know what sleep is so i can't even imagine if and when i eventually have a have a kid so <laughs> more power to you man uh i'm not we're not joined by my co-host matt gladson today because he runs like a bazillion college football sites and today is college football day so
1: that's right <laughs> that's right yeah.
3: Yeah, his, his brain is in overload today with that, and I've enjoyed a little bit of college football earlier today, and um uh, seems like the Texas schools are off to a good start. So, uh, But, yeah, just jumping into some Mavs stuff, Ruben. I, it, it was funny because when, when Matt and I recorded last week, literally like just minutes after we finished recording, Mark Stein came out and said that the Mavs were likely to sign Frank Nelikina. um uh, You know, after we had just finished, we were like, oh, dang it, we missed it. (laughs) And and, uh, sure enough, a couple days later, they made it official. It's a two-year minimum deal. Uh, The second year of the deal is a team option. Uh, So since it is a two-year deal and it's got that option in it and everything, it it, it seems like he's going to end up being part of the main roster, assuming that things don't just go, you know, haywire in training camp. but uh, I'm starting to wonder, you know, who's the odd man out? Because, I mean, I, I think they're going to have to cut somebody, whether it's Trey Burke or, or whoever. So I guess my first question is what are your thoughts on Neil Akina being the newest Maverick, you know, four years after, three or four years after they were, you know, widely expected to draft him and then the Knicks took him first? And do you think he ends up making the, the final roster after training?
1: Uh, so usually when the, when things like this happen, I usually like to go like just scan, uh, the former like fandom of this player, you know? And, uh, it seems like there are a lot of Frank Nielakina truthers on the internet. Um, there's a lot of guys who seem really into them. I've, I've been followed by a few people that are like Frank Nielakina fan clubs when I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> like a guy who averaged like what, five points over four years has a fan club. <laughs> um
3: our guy, our guy Bibbs uh he was he was like yeah. ecstatic. he's been calling for this trying to will it into existence forever so he finally <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
1: I know i feel like we all added him that night and we're just like hey like look at this like <laughs> um no but uh you know uh i'm you know i think i think for frank i think it would be I think it might be good to have a different you know uh environment to be around you know i mean he's cl- he's clearly never played with a player like lucas like no one has, you know, not a lot of people have. And uh I think again Lucas might have his other might work up some magic and might, you know, I don't think that Frank will be um a creator or a pastor. I feel like that dream of his has, you know, it's kind of gone on the wayside and I feel like now he can kind of be like a uh I think Bib said like maybe like a, a, a three and D wing. You know, like it's all we need him to do is to you know, somehow still hit 48% from three (laughs) and, uh, and um, just defend because he's a long dude. And, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen the highlights. I think uh, our friend Panda Hank uh, put up and it's mostly defensive highlights, but dude, that guy can hustle, you know? And I think that's something that we're missing on this team. So Um, I do think he makes the roster. I'm not quite sure who gets cut. I have a few guys in my brain, which I'm like, I would be like, Hey, if they go, like I wouldn't be too upset. Um, so, but I do think he makes the roster uh, out of training camp. See, my so especially
3: my thing yeah. with Frank is we unlike the uh, one do thing, and th- this is the first thing that popped into my mind is like at the very least, I think he's going to be what we kind of expected a one do to contribute in a very very limited, small role last year, especially when they went through the COVID stuff, and I mean he was he was okay, but it just wasn't. You know, we, we kind of worked ourselves up for that one, and it just fell flat. But, you know, Neil Aquino, he's actually really, really good defensively. Uh, he's His la- his lateral movement is incredible. Uh, he, he's always good at getting in position, staying in front of his guy. It's really something that this team needs. Now, offensively, you know, it's kind of spotty, and he doesn't average much points per game. And uh, his three-point shooting percentage was good last year, but – I think at the very least, uh, you know, if if they end up replacing uh, Trey Burke with Nelekina, mm-hmm. then I, I would be I would be okay with that because Burke and I mean I like the guy, but aside of his little bubble spurt in like one game against Orlando last year, he really hasn't been that good. And I yeah I, yeah. I, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but I mean uh, there's probably a reason that that Philly cut him. And he's only had like a few, you know, sparks that way. And he, he I think it will be good to have a guy like Nielakina who you can plug in there. He, you know, he may not play every night, uh, but you know, eventually be a, a contributing role player and uh, throw some good defense into the mix. And who knows? I mean, they, I, I like the team option part of that deal because you know, if it doesn't work out, you can just decline the option, no strings attached. If it does work out, then hey, you have a you have a good contributor on a minimum contract for an extra year. So, Um, but other than that, (laughs) the Mavs off season, it, it didn't go the way everybody expected it to. Uh, Now I, I, I'll get your thoughts on this, but I've been of the opinion the last two times uh, on this podcast that, you know, the Mavs, even though it was disappointing based on expectations, I think the fact of the matter is the team still got better. And there were so many hiccups last year. You had like a three-week period where, you know, really key players were out due to COVID. Uh, some of those players, like Maxi, they never were right after that. And then he had an Achilles issue he was dealing with. Uh, Luca, he didn't start the, the season out in shape, and that'll be our next topic after this. Uh, based on what he's been posting on Instagram lately. But (laughs) there was a lot of stuff that contributed to the Mavs, you know, having a really bumpy year last year. And he still ended up, or the Mavs still ended up making the playoffs as the fifth seed. And they they, they honestly should have beaten the Clippers in the first round. But for a multiple number of reasons, they did not. And it was disappointing. And they had an overhaul in the front office. And, you know, the rest is history. So my question to you is how optimistic are you on this team heading into this regular season as is if no other moves are made?
1: Ooh. Uh, i definitely definitely make the playoffs um, because with Luke and anything, it's possible, really. <laughs> no, but honestly, like I feel like um, I think we did an addition-by-subtraction move by uh, chipping off Josh Richardson. Um, love the guy as a, as a person. Like He seemed like a really cool dude on social media stuff Absolutely. like that. But you know, just it did not mesh well with the team, and a lot that could be contributed to COVID. We'll never know, I don't think. Um, but uh I do feel like, you know, like you said, like Maxi is, you know, he's just been injured and sick, and you know all that stuff. And I think adding two guys who shoot forty percent from certain spots to the three, in a uh, Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown is great. You know. Um, Really, like, ideally, like, for, in my opinion, like the, the offense around Luca should literally just be like him and like guys who can shoot threes, you know, or guys who can space the floor, you know. Um, I think having I think KP having a, f- a actual healthy offseason is going to be great. Um, he's also been posting stuff on social media <laughs> at the chagrin of some people on Twitter, um, but uh, um, you know, I think I think this is I think this is the year where I think we. Can win a uh uh first round series because we probably won't be facing the Clippers. Uh, looking at like their roster and who's injured this year and not stuff like that.
3: Hey, thank thank uh, God, right? Like finally, I'm out. so happy. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I was like like I hope bad because obviously Kawhi is out for the year, but you know I was like, well, you know what, like I'm do i want to deal with him. <laughs> and, you know if we meet him in the playoffs again, uh, we probably won't meet them in the playoffs. Hopefully. I'm hoping the monkey paw doesn't grow. Yeah,
3: I mean, look, <laughs> um, even 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 if they do play the Clippers, I mean, the chances, because we know how Kawhi treats other ha, has treated un, other injuries throughout his career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I would be absolutely. Some people have said like, okay, well, even if he misses the regular season, there's a chance he'll come back and play in the playoffs. I mean, I just I just don't see that. I think he's out for yeah, the yeah. year. No, so even if, him, Mavs, yeah, even if the Mavs even if the Mavs find themselves in a situation where they play the Clippers again this year, at least like you know Kawhi Leonard's not going to be a part of yeah, that, so. which is good. No. But
1: uh, no, but I, I, I actually I feel pretty like I remember like there's always like the the, the tweets out there which are like you know grade the offseason. I I would honestly like I'd give it a solid C plus, which like was around my GPA graduating college. So, you know, and I'm doing pretty well for myself now. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I think, I think overall, like looking at the offseason, like we didn't do too much, but I don't think we need to do that much. You know, I think there's still one or two things that like would bump us up a little bit. AKA, you know, Goron, you know, uh, getting bought out, which doesn't look to be that likely, but I mean, other stranger things have happened in the NBA. So like getting KP for nothing, (laughs) but, but um. But yeah, you know, I think I think overall I feel okay with it. You know, some people are gonna be really mad about it, but it is what it is, and this is the roster that we're going in with, so you know,
0: we'll see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed Data
3: Yeah, and I've, I've always kind of just looking at it, uh, how things unfolded. I, I look at it and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, every, we thought that uh, Josh Richardson would be a good fit too. But, I mean, when you look back at it, when you look at Josh Richardson's uh, career stats, you know, his three point shooting throughout his career, he's not that great of a three point shooter. We were banking on, like, okay, this guy is going to have a significant uptick playing mm-hmm. along with Luka where with Reggie Bullock, this guy has been a great three-point shooter his entire career, and he was really good last year with the, you know, with the Knicks team, a Tom Thibodeau coach team that typically they struggle offensively, Uh, his teams do. So, I mean, he was still a really good three-point shooter in that system. Uh, Luca is by far the best point guard he's ever played with, Uh, second being, you know, uh, later career Derrick Rose. And like you said, I mean, there, him and Sterling Brown are good three-point shooters, but it's like specific areas, like from the corners. Reggie Bullock shot like 46% yeah. from the corners That's last pretty, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sterling, Sterling Brown from like the top of the key three uh, shot about 45% at, at, in that area. So, I mean, I look at that and, you know, you take into consideration that both of those guys can play a little bit of defense too. I think it's going to be more. We're going to see more from the offense what we saw uh, the year prior before they traded uh, Seth Curry, which turned out to be a disaster. So uh, I think they kind of had to, you know, get the mops out and clean up some collateral damage and kind of rethink things in that aspect. But uh, I'm really excited. I I do not think, health permitting, I do not think they're going to have any issues in the regular season. Um, You know, once yeah. Yeah, I, I think they'll roll through the, the regular season part. I think they'll have good positioning when it comes to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, when it gets to the postseason, and I said this last week too, but that's, that's where it's going to be important to potentially add another guy like Goran Dragic, who is basically what I like to call a 16-game player anyway. He's a playoff guy. Uh, that's when he shows his, his best production. Uh, that's when they need some help for Luka, you know, because when teams start just focusing on Luca for a whole seven game series, <laughs> there, there there has to be a release valve somewhere. Yeah, some of, uh, yeah, exactly. Smell. But uh, just we're going to switch now to just Luca specifically because, and we kind of <laughs> mentioned it briefly earlier, but you know, earlier this season or this off season, when he there were pictures that surfaced of him uh, smoking hookah. <laughs> <laughs> Huka
1: Doncic,
3: yes. Yeah. Huka Doncic. And uh, you know, he got a lot he caught a lot of flack on social media from that and you know, especially Celtics people who are saying, Oh, look what Jason Tatum's doing this offseason versus versus <laughs> so what
1: weird. Luca's doing. When so in all, yeah.
3: <laughs> when in all reality, Luca said, told Mark Stein that he only took two weeks off the entire offseason. So now I don't think it's a coincidence after he, you know, people were kind of teasing him for multiple, uh, the last couple of weeks. Now he's been posting stuff on social media of him in the gym, really grinding. I think it probably sits in the back of his mind that he wasn't in really good shape to start last season and it, it uh, kind of got him off to a sluggish start. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's just a coincidence that it happened or you think it's, he's t- he's kind of taking it personally?
1: I think he's taking a little bit personally, which I actually really really enjoy, um, because he is a competitor. He's, I, I haven't, you know, I think that he's he's not Michael Jordanesque yet, but he's getting to a point where it's like, okay, like he is getting competitive about these things. Like he wants to win. Like you see it, you know, like you see the emotion that he has when he when it doesn't go his way. You know, um, you know, and people on Twitter mean and we'll say things about it and et cetera et cetera (laughs) but um yeah like i i think he's doing it. i think he's doing on purpose i still think it was really weird that uh it was celtics fans you know (laughs) making those uh making those making that one tweet that it got it just got i think it got ratioed by mouse fans (laughs) but uh you know (laughs) uh, i don't know it's just weird it's like it's like i would if i saw it from like i don't know like a like a phoenix suns fan because of you know um because of Aiden, I'd be like, okay, cool, that makes more sense. You know, because same draft class, blah, blah, and everything. If it came from like even like a hot, Haw- you know, the Hawks fans, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Because but the Celtics fans, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I just feel like Celtics fans just the like. Age. There's such an age gap, too. I
3: mean, Luke is 22. Like, why are we comparing these two? I, I mean, know. Luke, is all... Luke is already better, but I mean, he's also so much younger. So yeah, why are we really. having this discussion?
1: Yeah, and they're they're both Jordan athletes, and they both have you know both they're both are rocking like Jordans this year or whatever. Oh, it's weird. It's just weird to <laughs> me. But um, yeah, I do think he's doing it on purpose. Um, maybe maybe I I feel like I really feel like athletes like they do check and they do see like hey like what can I do to like just stir a little bit <laughs> you know stir a little of the pot you know um because I, I know Luke gets on Twitter, you know, he, you know, like, will go back and forth with Jalen Brunson or Josh Green or whoever, <laughs> you know. And um, I feel like he saw it and was like, okay, I'm just going to post a few things and get people off my back or whatever about it, you know. And then he does look fit though, you know, like he looked like I, – and I know people were like out here questioning his form and I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know what, you know, um, workouts specifically are for like NBA players, you know, right. like. I don't think NBA players need to be like you know bench pro or like a deadlifting like I don't know like 500 pounds or whatever, you know they probably need to do like some stuff with their legs. I don't know. <laughs> <So>.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I think there there's a honestly if he would have taken more than two weeks off, that would have been perfectly fine. Given the oh absolutely yeah you know, <laughs> given the given the run that he did with uh, Slovenia in the Olympics, yeah,
1: which, which I like. A- I, it feels like such a lifetime ago too. So I was like, I got to think about it earlier and I was like, Oh yeah, he did. He did do the Olympic thing. I forgot about that. That happened this year. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, I I, have to go back and look
3: at it to confirm this, but I feel like every time Dirk, uh, you know, played uh, for Germany during the off seasons, like he would just come back and
1: just have a monster regular season. <laughs> so, I feel like uh, I'm trying to think like, I'm trying to th- go back in my brain and think, like oh eight, like I think he did, yeah, like oh four, <laughs> oh four. yeah, yeah. Literally Just thinking about, it, like, off the top of my head, it seems like that's probably true because he. Yeah. And in
3: this, and in this particular situation, you know, it's the first time Slovenia has ever gone to the Olympics. Uh, you know, he he was a last second shot away from uh, from being in the gold game versus USA. Uh, I mean, I, it has to be a confidence booster for him and. Uh, like I said, it it kept him in basketball shape up to that point. Only took a few weeks off, and now he's you know grinding in the gym again. So I think, I mean, as good as he's been already uh, in these first three seasons, and he's improved every single year. I think he's poised for yet another you know step forward. And I think if the Mavs do like how I expect them to in the regular season, uh, I think he'll be able to follow through with his uh his him being the MVP favorite. Uh, heading into the the regular season because he was the MVP, he was the mvp favorite heading into last year too but you know just had a bunch of stuff happen yeah. that uh, not knocked that out well, the
1: regular part of the season. season yeah yeah so yeah, i but, agree i think, yeah. I, think he, I think he'll be good i think uh i think it will be okay I, I feel like and obviously like as like as as people we only see like a very small like sliver of their day you know like in the off season you know like he's not posting every day he's not like doing, like, a Matisse-Thibault type of, you know, YouTube, you know, uh you know, YouTube creation stuff. Uh So I feel like, you know, like. Which
3: is incredible, by the way.
1: Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I love Matisse-Thibault stuff. But uh I will say, like, if he wants to go and have a burger, like, every so often, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure his nutritionist is, like, hey, like, you know, giving giving him some space to, you know, be a 22-year-old, you know, guy. Because when I was 22, I was eating, like, crap you know like all the time so we I, not,
3: like, I mean do, do people not remember how dirk and nash did in the
1: <laughs> early stage of career <laughs> i'm saying like you know like and they were fine you know they should have won a ring together but it's fine you know <laughs> um but yeah i think you know he'll be fine and you know it's, i think as long as he doesn't He's not, like, out caught slipping on, like, Twitter or anything like that. It should be fine. <laughs> or Instagram or whatever. It should be fine. So, so I mean,
3: I guess moving on to, to this now, there's not many, you know, all the off-season questions, all the the main acquisitions, you know, all that has happened. We pretty much know what the team's going to be. We have the, the Drogic thing that's kind of, you know, hanging in the balance. Don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, there's really not many questions in my opinion, for this team, uh, as we as we start training camp in about a week and a half now, but one question, and I brought it up on Twitter last night, uh, is Jalen Brunson because the way that rookie contract was set up, it it wasn't like a regular uh, rookie scale contract. It was it was one that you know it was just a straight three or sorry, it was a straight four year deal. Uh, no team option, you know, even though this fourth year that he's going into it, it, it wasn't guaranteed, but they, you know, they guaranteed it now. Uh, but it was just a f- straight four years. There was no technical player or, you know, team option on that. So there's no restricted free agency. So basically what this comes down to, Ruben, is, uh, you know, if, if they don't come to an agreement with an extension on Brunson uh, before – you know, next summer, he's going to enter unrestricted free agency. And given what the teams or one, what one of the major uh, priorities for this offseason was, which was adding another secondary playmaker uh, to help Luca, and, they, you know, it hasn't happened yet, I figured that, you know, extending Brunson would would have immediately become a top priority because he's not, you know, he's not the greatest distributor, but, you know, he's a really, really good scoring guard off the bench. His efficiency, he was almost 50-40-90 uh, efficiency last year, which would have been a rare club to join. Um, you know, he, I, I do think his passing is kind of underrated. Once You you know, he only averages three assists a game, but when you go back and look at some of those, it's like, wow. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he mm-hmm. has the capability yeah. of doing it. So, I, I guess the fact that, that they haven't come to an agreement with an extension for Brunson yet – it, it it kinda worries me. Uh, I don't know if it's a case of them waiting or maybe they've tried and maybe Jalen Brunson is like, Oh, let's let's see how, you know, I start playing this season and maybe he wants to test the open market, but I just think it would be a mistake to go throughout this entire season without extending him because then you have that hanging over everybody's heads and I don't know if I'm as confident Uh, with Brunson re-signing with the Mavs as an unrestricted free agent, as I was with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So, what are your thoughts on the Brunson contract situation? Uh,
1: it is weird that they haven't re-signed him yet. (laughs) Like, you know, it just like, you know, like he may never become like a great, you know, just uh, creator, you know. um, But I, you know. It's it's really hard to find because he's he's a winner, you know. He has he has two NCAA championships under his belt, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I believe, a, I think, a player of the year, or something like that. And it's just like he's he's really 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 good, and should he should be getting a contract? You know, he should be getting a contract with us. Like, I don't, I feel like maybe I don't know, like maybe it's not, it wasn't at the forefront yet, and it still isn't for the team. I think they're still maybe focusing on trying to get Goran over here or someone, you know, a. Like, uh, Another, you know, uh, you know, a uh, bona fide uh, distributor, but uh, I don't know, it is weird. Um, yeah, it's uh, because I mean, I if, was, you
3: look at, if you look at Jalen and Luca, I mean, those, that's the best two draft picks the Mavs have had in at least the last like 15 years.
1: <laughs> yes, it is, it definitely so, is.
2: I
3: mean, I, if I don't I just don't think you can from an asset management standpoint, I just don't think you can afford, you know, to even risk letting him walk for nothing. Like even if you have to pay more than what you think you should be paying for Jalen Brunson, I feel like having him on a longer contract, even if you're not gonna keep him, like say if something comes up towards the trade deadline, you're gonna trade him for somebody else, I think it makes more sense to go ahead and, you know, give him the extension now, have him on a longer contract. I feel like that would be more, you know, uh, that that would be more appealing to other teams around the trade deadline. So that, that that's my that's my opinion on it. I know the Mavs and uh, Jalen Brunson they have probably discussed something uh, by now, and maybe they just haven't come to. Official terms on anything yet, but I would really love for that to happen before the season opener on o- October 21st, and not have that hanging over everybody's head.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's just one more thing for us to worry about, you know, during uh, the season, you know. And I'm yeah, I I, I do agree. I hope they they figure out something soon, so you know. And that that way, like, oh, we like a week a half.
3: That way, if he has like a an off game or something, people aren't freaking out like, "Oh, well, yeah, we should just let him walk." And <laughs> uh, people people have uh, very what's the word? Very dramatic uh, reactions from yeah. game to game on Twitter. Which I mean, that comes with the territory of being a fan. That's the definition of a fanatic. But you know, yeah, it it would be nice to not have to to worry about stuff like that. Uh, Okay, well, Reuben, uh, this is going to be our last topic here, and uh, I guess I mean I don't know if you're a predictions guy or not, but if you had to like put money on what spot the Mavs end up this year in the West, and like I said, this is based on everybody stays healthy, you know, uh, the Bullock and Sterling Brown signings—they, you know, seamless transition, like what it seems to be on paper. All of that considered, I mean, where do you see this team being in the West
1: this year? Oh, let's see, man. Uh, honestly, I, I see them top four, and I'd probably put them at four, <laughs> like at four.
3: Yeah, that's that's where so, I'm
1: at. Like, like home, like a, a home court advantage. You know, that first round. Um, you know, I just I got a few. I got just a, like realistically, I just have a few few teams that are just like above them. You know. For whatever reason, like I definitely have like, I think Phoenix comes back and it's just you know stellar again. You know I think uh, Denver's scary. <laughs> um, even though if we face him, I feel like for some reason we play really go we we play really well against Denver for whatever reason. Um, and I don't know, I think like I know like it's kind of like a like a it's kind of like a uh, a meme answer, but I think like L.A. Lakers are still going to be. You know, uh, I think LeBron's going to be putting into another gear this year uh, to try to secure like a a, not a uh, planned spot. So, you know, I feel like those I feel like those three teams would be ahead of us. So
3: I I, I said on the last one, I definitely think they're going to be top four. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they have enough regular season success to get into that uh, top three. And that's basically, you know, I think the Lakers. I think they'll be fine once they get into the postseason. But, you know, given the total, like the advanced age of their entire roster, and they have a bunch of injury concerns too, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how seriously they're going to take the regular season. Uh, I think they'll they'll want to have definitely LeBron and AD in tip-top shape, uh, you know, going into the postseason. So I think there could be a bunch of load management there. And, you know, even though they have an older roster, I think they have enough depth to where they can still load manage those guys and get into the playoffs comfortably. So that that's my reasoning for thinking they could get to three, uh, but definitely top four. I'm, I'm with you there. I think they're finally going to get home court. And like I said, hopefully uh, not playing the Clippers again. Even if they do, they, they probably won't have Kawhi this time around, but it'd be nice yeah. to actually have a, a different opponent in the playoffs for the first time in nearly yeah. two years.
1: Yeah, it'd be really great to to be able to experience uh, not so much of a my heart palpitating against bad because again, like every single time, every single time I saw Kawhi this last postseason, like against us, I was just like, oh my god, why? Like <laughs> he's killing us. Like whatever, he literally like went terminator mode in that series against us, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> like I hate this. Why do I want us to be in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, against like the <laughs> like why were they so confident against the Clippers this year? <laughs> You know, from
3: from a basketball fan perspective just an overall NBA fan, like oh, yeah. an entire even though even the games where Kawhi just went off, I was just like in awe. But then like, you know, the Mav side of me just like, Oh no. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was like it was like it's cool to see someone just like actually, absolutely like just like you know, tear up a defense like that, but no. Like it didn't have to be against us.
3: <laughs> well, Ruben, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me. This was well overdue. Um, Absolutely, I, dude. I, I figured, I figured, you know, the first time we're using the Fireside app, and uh, I remember when I did. We had already talked about you coming on, regardless. And since we got on with them, I was like, "Hey, you have an iPhone?" <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, yeah, "I have an iPhone, so I can do uh, this." <laughs>
3: But, uh, Ruben, tell everybody where they can find uh, all of your work. Uh, you, can go, you can plug your podcast site, all that all that good stuff. Where can we find
1: all of you and uh, all of your people's work? Uh, let's see. So you can find me at Twitter and Instagram. Actually, I'm not really on Instagram, really, but I have an Instagram. Uh, you can find me on both of those at, at Reddit Mavericks. Um, you can find you can find my podcast uh, at Hoops Half of uh, I, I record with a uh, squish 41 who has just been a joy mostly <laughs> and Don Denham uh, who's just been our, like our, he's like the host. Like he's like the guy. Um, you, uh, we also do some writing stuff. Uh, you can go to that. It, it's uh, the website is M F F L S. Dot com. Um, we haven't done a lot this off season just cause I've been busy and everybody's been busy. Just kind of lives have just been, you know, uh, changing a little bit. So, uh, but I will probably be getting uh, started up again uh, as the season starts. Season starts getting going again, um, and that's it. Yeah, it's great. it's where you can find me. So, yeah, Squ- uh, Squish Forty One. Uh, me, me, and him bonded a little bit
3: over our separate uh, Twitter suspensions. He, he, yeah, that he was,
1: was
3: <laughs> he was first, and he he got his back eventually, and then uh, mine was kind of a fluke thing, and uh, they finally got mine back too. And then you know he has that uh, alter ego account that acted as my attorney yes Doug yes. Nabisco. <laughs> he will he will definitely be
1: serving me if i ever get suspended so <laughs> Which hopefully it won't happen because it just seems like i just remember like you being suspended and Being like what the hell? what the heck happened <laughs> like why are the why are things happening maps <laughs> twitter where people are just getting suspended left and right it, it's an I'm, <laughs>
3: I'm sure it's it's probably i don't know how they do all that but i feel like if it's something that's like over a year old they need to at least give you a chance to like get rid of anything that's going to potentially suspend it. Cause that was the thing with me. Like what they, what they canned me for was like over a year old, but they didn't specify exactly like they had a time frame but they didn't have a specific tweet that it was for. So that's what was really no, that's
1: annoying. But
3: it's all good now. Uh, but Reuben, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. And, I'm sure we'll Absolutely. cross paths many times on on Mavs Twitter this upcoming season. It should be a fun one. Absolutely. I appreciate you joining me, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, this will be, you know, this will be up as a regular podcast later this evening. Uh, and if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a review, uh, we've been giving out uh, these cool math step back T-shirts lately. We give out, you know, probably a couple of week and it's like a random drawing and all that. So if you do leave a review, just put your Twitter ad or Instagram at or some social media way of us, you know, uh, getting in contact with you, but. Guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend. Y'all have a good weekend.
2: we left there. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Read the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks Starting where we left there. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.